Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Ron Sr. with Time with Dr. Ron. We are now unfiltered and uncensored on this May 24, 2016. Thank you, everybody, for listening and for making Time with Dr. Ron the number one, number one health show in Florida. People are calling in and listening, and uh, I'm very grateful to that, and I thank you, and I hope we can uh, meet your expectations. We are brought to you, ladies and gentlemen, by Lipo Light Naples. That is run by uh, my son. He was a chiropractor and a chiropractic neurologist. He is located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in Suite Number 6 in sunny Naples, Florida. The phone number there is 239-331-5886, 239-331-5886. So if you have uh, back problems, joint problems, uh, neur- neuropathy, this painful condition, even if it's caused by the statin drugs or some of the antibiotics we'll talk about later, you need to see Dr. Ron. And Dr. Ron has the only nitrogen chamber monitored full-time to treat your pain and disorders. And we'll have more about that later in the commercial that he's running here in Southwest Florida. So ladies and gentlemen, your host, uh, Dr. Ron, is uh, glad to be back in sunny Southwest Florida. We had a good visit up in Pennsylvania, visited with lots of family and friends. But out of the uh, eight days there, six days it rained and it was cold. Uh, So I do uh, welcome uh, this nice sunny uh, Florida weather. Well, I just got news this morning that Dr. Jerry Smith, who is usually uh, calls in and gives us some practical feedback uh, because he's he's still working, he is on his way to South Korea to teach uh, uh, students and practitioners in the use of the CyberScan. Yeah, as you know, the CyberScan is a is a scalar technology uh, uh, device that that helps to balance the body. And uh, it looks like I'm having some uh, little bit of uh, uh, computer problems here, and uh, I hope this resolves itself. So anyway, uh, that's what Dr. Uh, that's where Dr. Smith is. So, ladies and gentlemen, last week I did mention to you about President Eisenhower. Remember, he had his myocardial infarction while in office in 1955. So he introduced America to a new vernacular. For the first time in history, our nation was asking about the cause and condition of quote-unquote heart attacks. The AMA was overrun with demands by the public for an explanation on how to avoid this new disease. It had to answer, and in frustration, turned to no other than Ansel Keys, a nutritionist and scientist of the day who had loudly proclaimed the quote 
lipid hypothesis, unquote, as the explanation for heart disease. His theories have been proven incorrect, but gave birth to what lives today as the belief that fat causes heart disease. Eisenhower took the advice of his physician. He removed eggs and all forms of fat from his diet and increased his use of margarine and grains. His cholesterol continued to rise, and he went on to have several more myocardial infarctions before he died in 1969. But as we look at Eisenhower's disease history, it is peppered with sources of inflammation, including Crohn's disease, arthritis, and melanoma. And it was his high-carb inflammatory diet inflammatory bowel disease, and a stressful life that brought his ultimate demise. As a side effect here, as you know, we've been talking about Dr. Broda Barnes, uh, who wrote a book about uh, the the, uh, undiagnosed hypothyroidism. Dr. Broda Barnes and Paul Dudley White were friends, but Paul Dudley White would not uh, buy into uh, Dr. Broda Barnes' theory. So anyway, statin drugs were born in the late 70s, 1970s to be exact, and since then we have relied heavily on this growing group of drugs to corral what we thought was the cause of heart disease. By the 1990s, research had clearly shown that fat and cholesterol were not, hear me again, ladies and gentlemen, were not the cause of heart disease. But conveying that message to the public and to doctors is an ongoing challenge today. Statins are great drugs for lowering LDL, that's low-density lipoproteins, but given that this is not the cause of heart disease, the use of this approach as a sole methodology will lead to less-than-ideal results. So we talked about this in prior shows, the 2013 guidelines of the American Heart Association, with 33% of its members working for statin manufacturers. Those guidelines are not free of bias and recommended the use of a risk calculator to be employed in determining who needs statin therapy. They admitted they had no studies to show that the use of this calculator was valid as it had not been tested in human trials. The risk calculator, however, would dramatically, dramatically increase the number of individuals who now qualify for statin use. And you would expect that since the big pharmaceutical companies control this uh, group of physicians recommending this. So what do we need to return to coronary heart disease risk rates that we saw in the 20s? I'm telling you, it's not more statin use. It is a return to a healthful lifestyle and diet. As Hippocrates once said, let food be thy medicine. So in 2013, the Heart Association Board failed to offer any meaningful meaningful guidance, ladies and gentlemen. The board offered some lip service to diet and lifestyle, saying that these modalities should be used as first-line therapy. But then they fell short, as they did not offer any guidance to the application of exercise and their only dietary insight, insight was to employ the DASH diet. And of all things, the DASH diet recommends the consumption of six to eight pieces of bread a day. 
This recommendation needs to be questioned as the intake of highly allergenic, high glycemic wheat products such as bread will most assuredly drive the very inflammatory process that in fact causes arteriosclerotic disease. And how many times have we talked about that? That it is the inflammation that causes the disease. So before we leave the topic of statins, however, uh, those of you who have access to a computer and can look at the uh, look up the archive shows, we did three weeks on statin drugs, ladies and gentlemen, and there's a lot of inflammation in those shows. But before we leave that, let's explore a few current controversies. Despite all the grand statements made in defense of statins, the truth is that we need to treat, get this number now, 1,000 people in order to stop a mere 20 to 30 heart attacks. Should I repeat that? We need to treat 1,000 people in order to stop a mere 20 or 30 heart attacks. But this benefit comes at a cost, financial and physical, as statin use causes well-known side effects leading to a full 40% of all statin users to stop therapy due to its complications. And there are lots of studies, and if we compile all of them, Jupiter, Corona, Lipid, and so forth, we would have a total of 90,000 patients in those studies. And one of the concerns expressed by many is that all of these studies were funded by who? the very pharmaceutical companies that produce the statin drugs being tested. So would you say there is an inherent bias there? I'll leave that up to you to determine. However, I'm going to tell you about the largest study that was ever done and not funded by a statin manufacturer, and that really should be included in in your assessment so that you can arrive at an educated position. It's called the Nielsen Study but it's spelled N-I-L-S-S-O-N, conducted in 2011 by a governmental agency seeking to assess the benefits of statins on reducing cardiovascular events and deaths. Researchers studied not 90,000, but 4 million people over five years and tracked use of statin therapy and reported that they saw, get this now, no evidence that statins reduce cardiovascular events or risk. Four million people over five years, and they concluded that they saw no evidence that statins reduced cardiovascular events or risks. This study doesn't have a pharmaceutical-funded bias and dwarfs, doesn't it? the other studies by its sheer numbers. The use of statins has tripled over the five-year period, yet the number of myocardial infarctions and deaths from myocardial infarctions did not change significantly. In fact, in a subgroup analysis, we see that the occurrence rates of vascular events in men between 50 and 59 increased almost 20% despite a 310% increase in the use of statins. Don't you think this warrants an explanation from our physicians that continue to prescribe statin drugs? One explanation that I've read about 
may be the rise in diabetic disease under the influence of statins because we know statins cause diabetes. And this has been shown in multiple, multiple studies. The Women's Health Initiative, after checking for other risk factors, determined that the occurrence rate of diabetes directly due to the use of statins was 36 new diabetic cases out of 1,000 people treated with statins. And I can go on and on and on, but I'm not going to beat this uh, horse anymore. Just know uh, a little bit of history about Eisenhower. Uh, you, you, you know about uh, what ha- my feeling on statin drugs based on the uh, three-part series we had uh, over the last three weeks. Uh, so, you know, diet, exercise, some common sense. Know that you're being manipulated by the drug companies. And since almost 73% of the board of directors of medical schools are controlled by big pharmaceutical executives. It's no wonder that our young men and women coming out of medical school are more trained in how to use drugs than in diagnosis and critical thinking. Critical thinking. Really important, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I'm going to come back with uh, good is bad and bad is good. And talk to you a little bit about that in a minute. In the meantime, uh, Dr. Ron has uh, an ad running on the radio uh, here in Southwest Florida. And uh, if I can find it, I'm going to play it for you because it sort of uh, explains quite nicely about his nitrogen uh, chamber and the fact that orthopedic surgeons are using it, CrossFit trainers are using it. I'll be back in a minute. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. That's Dr. Ron. Two, this three, is Dr. Nine, Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation. Oh, my gosh. We're, he's getting an extra spot on here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 239-331-5886. So today I was talking to a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, Dr. Dan, and he was telling me about good is bad and bad is good. And I wish I could repeat that story he told me, but it reminded me that this is an Orwellian concept. And, you know, it's, it's materializing right now. Good is bad and bad is good. Apples cause cancer and cheese was, prevents it. You, you wonder why we're all confused anymore? Good is bad and bad is good. It reminded me of a paper of 1943 in, in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, that Dr. Lee... 
uh, was uh, who was a just a well-known researcher, uh, pointed fingers at other physicians and and clinicians, and he said, "It is your own responsibility to become sufficiently alert to prevent this from happening, and your patients depend upon you for reliable information." And he went on to say, "A real doctor is a teacher, for that is what the word means. To doctor is to teach." So that's what we're trying to do here on Time with Dr. Ron on Rejuvenation Health Radio, give you some information that you won't get on CNN, Fox News, or your regular channels. You're not going to hear this from the mainstream. We're going to try and teach you what is arrived at by critical thinking, not by pharmaceutical companies. Dr. Lee said it was important. Imperative to supply patients and clients with information, explanations, exposés, and even revelations. So when Dr. Dan said, good is bad, and bad is good, it reminded me of Dr. Lee and this Orwellian concept. So Dr. Lee, we will have some shows based on his observations from the 1940s. But definitely Dr. Royal Lee believe food could be medication and not he didn't even overdo believe in overdosing of vitamins. Um, so he also said, and I'll just let me quote this and then we'll get on. It is an obvious fact to all thinking doctors today that the study of the various aspects of nutrition is one of the most fundamental requirements of the profession. Otherwise a practitioner does not know whether the condition which he proposes to treat is basically one of specialized starvation or not as a primary cause of disease. Dr. Royal Lee thought that we are, since we started uh, getting into processed foods, we are in a chronic state of malnutrition. So he all thought that clinicians had to learn about nutrition. They have to, and they should teach their patients about it uh, and school them on it. So um, uh, that's that's my good is bad and bad is good. Okay, so what do I have in the archives now that because uh, uh, of time we'd be, be talking? Let me let me talk about another subject I talked about uh, with Dr. Dan today. Mainly, this concerns men, and uh, it's the secret to beating prostate cancer. Uh, the FDA. Uh, hasn't really helped us out much in this in this regard. They've given us some bad advice over the years because not long ago the feds warned men to stay away from testosterone therapy, claiming it might be harmful, and that you you know the, we saw the big headlines, government warning, and it, men got terrified from the, about this, and so did their physicians. But again, I told you about other studies, and I'm going to tell you about this one. The latest research shows that this fear-fueled decision to avoid treatment has hurt men in a big way because the study finds natural testosterone therapy, listen to this, will cut your risk of a deadly prostate tumor. Overall, the new study finds that men who have testosterone therapy have the same risk of prostate cancers as guys who don't. But once you take out the harmless and common run-of-the-mill tumors and focus only on the aggressive and potentially deadly ones, now we see a different picture. 
It shows this treatment can prevent those killer cancers. Men who have hormone therapy for at least one year, according to this study, are 50% less likely to have aggressive prostate tumors than men who don't get treated. Yes, listeners, the FDA has just been caught lying again. They are controlled by the big pharmaceutical companies. This isn't the only way the agency's advice has killed. When the feds issued their bogus warning, they claimed testosterone can increase the risk of heart problems despite no real evidence to back up their claim. Since then, multiple studies have found hormone therapy not only won't increase the risk of heart problems, but can actually slash that risk in some men. So in 2014, there was a major study of 25,000 men that found that testosterone cuts the risk of heart problems in men who have a higher risk for those problems, while a 2012 study found that higher hormone levels cut the risk of cardiovascular events by 30%. So we have two huge studies, 25,000 men. It shows that testosterone cuts the risk of heart disease. In 2010, the researchers found men with heart disease and low hormone levels, they did the other. They have double the risk of death when compared to men with normal hormone levels. And if you remember last month, I told you about low hormone levels in men who don't get treated are 80% more likely to suffer a serious heart problem. So men... Don't let the FDA's, uh, well, you know what it is, scare you away because their fear-mongering could put you down in the dirt. Six feet to be exact. So please get tested for testosterone. March right into your doctor's office. Get Ask for that, your testosterone to be checked. And if it turns out you need a, to boost your levels, get it done because the science shows your life could depend on it. So you hear a lot of people say, well, I I use statin drugs because I believe in them. I do this because I believe in them. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a religion. This is a science. You believe in religion. You you make your diagnosis and treatment in, in the medical profession anyway based on science. I'm here to tell you the science does not break, uh, back up not using testosterone. And there's another thing I want to bring this again is going to affect it's been affecting women for years now uh, guys have to be worried about it uh, women had to be worried about these dexa scans and i've been warning you how the mainstream uses these unreliable scans to force millions of women onto osteoporosis drugs they do not need and some of these medications are the riskiest around right we've talked about it now there's a new push to start screening men the minute their ARP cards show up in the mail. How do you like that? It's a scheme that could make the pharmaceutical companies a fortune. And that could leave you battling everything from serious bone breaks to cancer. So do we have a bone to pick with these companies? I think we do. Believe it or not, you know, May is National Osteoporosis Month. And that's why I'm bringing this up. And if the mainstream has its way, it's going to be bigger than Christmas and Thanksgiving put together. You know, there's a lot of money made in those holidays. You see, a new study out of Houston Methodist Hospital is the latest to tell guys they should line up for bone density scans. And they want men to start 
even sooner than women. They want you to start lining up at 50. Dr. Mary Rupp, who authored the report, said that women have a screening safety net that men don't, and it's time to change that. But that safety net, ladies and gentlemen, is more like a dragnet. Because the DEXA scan used to diagnose these problems, these bone problems, and the drugs that are handed out to treat them come with some dark secret that specialists like Dr. Rupp won't be talking about. And you won't hear this on the news either. Let's go DEXA secret number one. So some people spell DEXA DXA or DXEA. Experts call the scan the most unreliable medical test you can get. Medical experts are calling it that. And just about anything can throw off the results, like clothes you're wearing or the technician's method of giving you the test. And the dark secret number two is different brands of scanners give out wildly different results. While one may say you're fine, another might diagnose you as ready to fall to pieces at any second. In other words, DEXA scans regularly result in people getting bone medications that they never needed. And the drugs are dispensed to strengthen your bones after a low DEXA scan. What are, what are those drugs? Fosamax, Boniva, Reclass. They're as bad as dangerous as they get. For one thing, they're known to actually cause bone fractures. And Fosamax has been linked to esophageal cancer. Did you know that, ladies and gentlemen? Fosamax has been linked to esophageal cancer. And as an aside, I told you last week, Proton pump inhibitors also linked to esophageal cancer. So Fosamax is also related to irregular heartbeat. Boniva side effects include vision changes, severe stomach pain, and difficulty breathing. Plus that, women and men who take these by these bisphosphonate drugs can't even get a tooth pulled if necessary. These meds can cause a jaw, jaw condition called ONJ, that can leave an open, non-healing socket in your gum that can require reconstructive surgery. Isn't that great for a a problem you probably don't even have? And even if you aren't diagnosed with osteoporosis after one of these scans, you're still uh, at risk of being prescribed one of these drugs for a non-condition. I call it non-condition, osteopenia. No matter what you read on your news or see in the nightly newscast, there are plenty of ways that men and women can keep their bones strong. Regularly taking vitamin D is a really important way. And how many times have we talked about vitamin D, taking vitamin D3, and along with a K2 supplement? Vitamin K1 has to do with clotting, but vitamin K2 is for your bones and help the calcium stay in circulation. And you want that vitamin K2 to be made from natto or natto kinase. Vitamin K actually works, ladies and gentlemen, with vitamin D to protect your bones. And adding K2 is especially important if you're taking calcium because it keeps that calcium in your blood and not in your arteries and makes it go into your bones. So, geez, uh, what are we to do? I have study upon study I can report to you on DEXA scans, how inaccurate 
they they are uh, but you know a, a word to the wise a word to the wise uh, you don't need these drugs ladies and gentlemen well here we are a half hour into the show already and I, I have tons of things to talk to you about let me just bring up something that uh, because it came it came to light in, in, with a friend of the family. Friend of family goes to the emergency room because they have some difficulty urinating, some burning or pain. And what do they get but a fluoroquinolone? You know, a fluoroquinolone. Have I talked to you before about this drug? This These drugs can cause extremely painful and in some cases permanent nerve damage in the form of a condition called peripheral neuropathy. They've been linked to acute liver injury and tendon ruptures. And a study I told you about last year found they can double your risk of aortic aneurysm. That's a bubble in your aorta that can burst and you die. That's the main artery that carries blood from your heart. It could lead to a stroke or, as I say, burst and kill you on the spot. Ladies and gentlemen, these drugs are not to be used as lightly as the physicians are using them. Patients are hurt. Lives are ruined. It's gotten so bad, ladies and gentlemen, that finally the FDA has had to give doctors a public spanking over this issue. And this is rare for this this agency. It's even rarer that they acknowledge that this, this, the doctors as a whole have screwed up big time. You know, these fluoroquinolones are not gummy bears, ladies and gentlemen. They're big time drugs for big time diseases. You know, they're no, known as one of them, Cipro, Levaquin, but everyone was stocking up on these drugs during the anthrax scare. And you know, big time drugs come with big time risks. Dr. Dan and I and some of our, our, the older docs, we remember chloramphenicol, big-time drug. could give you aplastic anemia, but it could also save your life. So you used it judiciously. Doctors are just giving, that, giving them out for conditions uh, that are small potatoes, including, as I said, run-of-the-mill urinary tract infections, respiratory infections, many of which are viral, and they shouldn't get antibiotics anyway. So there are millions of Americans are potentially exposed to these devastating side effects, uh, side effects. And some of them maybe your doctor isn't even aware of because they don't have time anymore. They have to see too many patients with the new medical paradigm that we're in now. They don't have time to read. But these, these are not uh, drugs to be played with. Okay, not drugs to be played with. So, fluoroquinolone, cipro, uh, levaquin. It's horrible. It could ruin your life. Sometimes you think the inmates are running the asylum. So, best you can do is make sure you don't take these drugs yourself unless there's an absolute certainty that you need them. If you've got anthrax, my gosh, go ahead and grab that Cipro and I'll be right behind you. Everything else, ask questions and get a second or a third opinion because common infections such as urinary tract infections and respiratory illnesses 
usually have a much safer and far more effective natural remedies than to deal with these type of drugs. And you know how I feel about acetaminophen, huh? Number one cause of liver transplants here in the United States. The old Tylenol, pop a couple here, pop a couple there. Well, this also touches home too because I have a relative now with uh, liver disease, secondary disease, this Tylenol. You think uh, Tylenol was brought to the market today? It would be approved? I don't think so. In fact, a top expert on toxic drugs at one of the largest hospitals in Canada, Dr. David Gerling, he doesn't think so either. For years, the, the Canadian health authorities have been t- talking about taking big steps to protect Canadians from acetaminophen. Well, I'm going to report to you now that as of today, Canada's National Health Agency may be on the verge of permanently banning extra strength Tylenol and other high-dose acetamin products. It's a big move, ladies and gentlemen, has a big pharmaceutical company shaking in their boots, and it's sounding a loud warning on acetaminophen that's being heard all over the world. Did you hear this one on your latest news, on your news channel. Did you see that in the Daily Times or whatever daily paper you're reading? So we've been warning you about it here on uh, Dr. Ron Rejuvenation's Health Radio, and I've shared stories of people who unknowingly crossed that fine line between what's a a so-called safe dose and that lethal one. I told you about families that were devastated by a loss of a loved one who simply took one pill too many for a cold or my arthritis flare up. Well, I think it looks like Canada may have seen enough. Health Canada is considering chopping the maximum daily dose of the drug from 4,000 milligrams, that's what we have here in the U.S., to 2,600 milligrams. On top of that, it may also no longer allow extra strength Tylenol to be sold in Canada. That's big, ladies and gentlemen. Because, you know, that product represents 90% of J&J's Tylenol sales. Company representatives, you know, you're going to see them coming out and say, oh, this, is, no, this, this is awful. It's not, not, so, not as bad as you think. Yeah, hello. They're going to keep saying the drug is perfectly safe. Okay. It's so safe that acetaminophen, as I said, is the leading cause of, cause of liver failure in the United States. You know how many people go to the emergency room every year now because of acetaminophen or Tylenol? 78,000. 78,000 people go to the emergency room. And they're by people that are taking the exact dose recommended on the label. Canada found that up to 20% of all acetaminophen liver injuries reported came from doses smack within the current guidelines. Dr. Eric Ishida, who is with the liver transplant program at Vancouver General Hospital, says restrictions on acetaminophen are just quote-unquote common sense. He's seen his share of Canadians with acute liver damage. That's why he's saying that. Many with complete liver failure. 
He says that if banning such products like extra strength Tylenol prevents one death or one person from needing a liver transplant, it would be worth it. I hope you would agree, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully our neighbors to the north will follow through with these changes. As for the FDA, as, as the saying goes, don't hold your breath. But a major country banning high-dose acetamin should be a wake-up call to doctors and patients around the world. Again, doctors have to be teachers. And hopefully this will remind everyone how important it is to protect yourself from acetaminophen. Tylenol. Generic. Tylenol. One way to do this is to be very sure of the ingredients in any over-the-counter or prescription drug you are taking. Because the doses of this acetaminophen can add up quite quickly. And have As many have sadly discovered, ladies and gentlemen, it's very easy to be just one pill away from a fatal overdose. Boy, I got a lot of good news today, don't I? Lots of good news. Jeez. We need uh, need Dr. Smith back here to remind us that a boiled egg is hard to beat. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, in Scotland, a, a game was invented. It was Rule, it was ruled gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. You know what that is, ladies and gentlemen? That's the word golf. Gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. That's how it entered into the English language. In the 1400s, a law was set forth in England that a man was allowed to beat his wife with a stick no thicker than his thumb. That's how we got the rule of thumb. Men can read smaller print than women. Women can hear better. All right, here's one. It's impossible to lick your elbow. I wonder how many are going to try that right now. It's impossible to lick your elbow. Where do you think, what state has the highest percentage of people walking to work? I'd like to give this one to Dr. Smith. It's Alaska. Alaska. You know how much it costs to raise a medium-sized dog to the age of 11? Did you ever think about it, all you dog owners? $16,400. How many people in the air over the United States at any given hour? 61,000. What is the first novel ever written on a typewriter? Tom Sawyer. How about that? So let's just talk about uh, a, a deck of cards. Each king represents a king from history, a great king from history. So the king of spades is King David. The king of hearts is Charlemagne. The king of clubs is Alexander the Great. And the king of diamonds, Julius Caesar. And one last little fact, just to break things up a little bit today. If a statue in the park of a person on a horse has both front legs in the air, the person died in battle. If the horse has one front leg in the air, the person died because of wounds received in battle. If the horse has all four legs on the ground, the person died of natural causes. Well, I hope... uh, that just breaks up all this great news I've been giving you today. Uh, wow, crazy. 
And you know, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we had Doctor, P- uh, we had Mister Peter Saffer uh, on about talking about colloidal silver. And you know uh, what we talked about a couple weeks ago that the fourth leading cause of death med- is medical mistakes. Fourth leading cause of death, and they're only the ones reported in hospitals, not the ones reported by outpatient errors. So it's probably closer to 350,000 a year rather than 250,000. But I just saw a study published in the British Journal of Medicine, excuse me. <coughs> and guess what? You know how many people died of colloidal silver? Hmm? Zero. So just, uh, excuse me. usually have some water here in the studio, but didn't bring any in today, so I'm sorry about that. Yet the medical system, right, they continue to attack colloidal silver uses vehemently while doing nothing about the growing medical holocaust. So, again, here's a story you're not going to hear on any mainstream media. You're going to hear it here on Rejuvenation's Health Radio with Dr. Ron. So you're going to see like web.com and so forth, they're going to tell you that colloidal silver is toxic and potentially deadly. But as I've mentioned previously, the U.S. Poison Control Association has documented the fact that year after year, colloidal silver uses has killed no one. No one. So even though there are probably tens of millions of colloidal silver users worldwide, and there have been for decades, still has not killed anybody. So uh, we're going to have Mr. Saffer back on the program because we're having more and more uh, inquiries about colloidal silver. And and ladies and gentlemen, if you care to uh, have a uh, care to recommend a topic or have a question about uh, Anything that we talk about on the show, we have an email that you can write to us, docronradio, D-O-C-R-O-N-R-A-D-I-O, docronradio at gmail.com, uh, and we'll be glad to consider and your, uh, your questions, your comments, and we just really do appreciate you listening uh, to us on, on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Boy, I had so much to talk to you about, I was... Uh, I, and I was actually planning that Dr. Smith would uh, come in here and talk a little bit because I, you know, want to talk to you about microwaves, you know. How about microwaves? Dr. Smith would tell you that a microwave oven is great. It makes an excellent clock. Got big, bright numbers. I can see them across the room. He was. He would never say never use it. Uh, not you know. If you don't, TV dinners are just cardboard. And but if you want to heat, reheat leftovers, uh, that you you know don't do it too much so it turns into rubber. Most people do uh, just use it as a clock or a glorified coffee warmer. Warmer. But why I bring this up is whatever you put in your microwave oven, please make sure you don't use a plastic plate okay don't use a plastic plate or bowl they might uh, 
be safe in your microwave, but they are anything but safe when it comes to you. And that's where it's really important, right? So new research finds that label Microsoft uh, safe really means is that these things won't melt when you when you nuke them. So if you see something that says microwave safe, a plate or a bowl, please don't use it. The only thing it means is that it won't melt. The food inside them is safe once it's uh, you know been uh, rubberized, I say, by microwaving it. In fact, it's just the opposite. There was a report in Time magazine that finds microwave-safe plastics have this phenyl A, BPA, and chemical phthalates. And the heat from cooking in those containers can cause the chemicals to leach out where? Into your food, of course. And having those things in your food is worse than finding a bug in your soup, ladies and gentlemen. BPA, we've talked about it innumerable times. And Minnesota is the only place that it's banned. I can't believe it. Only one state. BPA is used to make plastics as well as the linings of food containers and lids. But it's an endocrine disruptor. It mimics estrogen. It remembers it so well, your body thinks it's getting a burst of female hormones. You want to get a hot flash? You want to cure your hot flashes? Eat BPA. That leads to developmental problems in kids. And, you know, that's why they banned it from baby bottles. As well as everything from sexual dysfunction to obesity in adults. And those phthalates, wow, are they bad news? Especially what we just talked about. Testosterone. They block testosterone. Bad enough for men, but it really screws up kids. You know, how about little boys causing them to run into the wrong bathroom and turning guys into weepy, girly men? Phthalates. P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. Phthalates. Not good. There was a study that found that phthalates can cause your testosterone levels to plunge by more than a third. That's 33 and one-third percent. And what happens when you get low testosterone levels in men, you get heart disease and the more aggressive form of prostate cancer. Couple that by what I told you uh, a couple weeks ago about vitamin D. When vitamin D levels are below 29, the number 29, you're also more prone to get the aggressive form of prostate cancer. So needless to say, you don't want either of these chemicals, BPA or any of the BPA, because even the new BPAS does the same thing. You So you don't want the phthalates or the BPA chemicals. So, you know, if you put those in your microwave, you could get dosed with one or even both. Of course, you can still use your microwave if you really want to. Just use it right. First, don't eat frozen meals. Even if the containers were safe, the food inside is a pile of processed garbage. Ugh. Use it uh, for reheating leftovers in a pinch. Uh, go right ahead. Just don't use any plastic dishes or other rubbery microwave safe bowls we just talked about, or metal for that matter, unless you want to see uh, an early 4th of July. Well, we don't want to see that. Stick to glass or ceramic, and the only dangers will be from 
will be to the texture of your food. It'll be sort of rubberized, right? Not really good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you've been listening to uh, Rejuvenations Health Radio, time with Dr. Ron. I do appreciate all of your uh, support. Uh, or it's been three years now that we've been on this channel. And uh, our goal, as Dr. Royally says, is to teach. I am a medical doctor, 50 years of medical experience, uh, time in the Army, great experience there, board certified in emergency room practice, board certified in family practice, a disability examiner certified by the board in uh, Pennsylvania. I have an acupuncture license, actually the 14th license issued in Pennsylvania. Uh, so there's a, I've, I've seen a lot, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I also I have to think about things a lot, and uh, I just worry about the direction we're taking. I have to mention this because I think the person, a person with this problem is listening, but uh, this was uh, from Express. CO.UK exclusive from them actually Parkinson's link to statins and in the in the UK they've called for an end to the widespread use of statin drugs Dr. Chan deputy chairman of the British Medical Association was speaking Following research which found those who take cholesterol-lowering drugs are more than twice as likely to develop Parkinson's disease than those who do not. The study last week showed statin use increased the risk of diabetes by, when you hear this, 46%. And in the UK, it's, it's, it has led to a call to end the widespread use of these drugs. The risks of side effects of these drugs are far greater than any potential benefits, and it's high time these drugs were restricted in the low-risk population, according to Dr. Chan. The Parkinson's research carried out over 20 years and involved 16,000 people. So a lot of people were studied. And it suggests that cholesterol may have a vital role in protecting the brain and nervous system. Didn't I just tell you that a couple weeks ago? Cholesterol has a role in our body. It has. It was put there for a reason. The findings have alarmed experts who say if up to the number of Britons deemed eligible for statins, it e- could equate to 150,000 extra patients with Parkinson's. Food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. Food for thought. I could go on and on about this, but I just want one one more time to review relative risk versus absolute risk. You have 100 patients taking a placebo, which means no drug. You have 100 patients taking a statin drug. Group that is taking a placebo in a five-year time, two people die. In the patients taking the statin, out of 100 people, one person dies. 
the relative risk of dying would be one in the statin group versus two in the placebo group. The drug companies would call that a 50% reduction in death rate. That's the relative risk. But the absolute risk is in the statin group, one out of 100 is one-tenth of a percent. Two out of 100 in the placebo group, that's two-tenths of a percent. So the absolute risk is only a tenth of a percent difference. That's how they've been able to sell these statin drugs and many other drugs, by using relative risk and not absolute risk. And a lot of our young students, young Colleagues out there, family doctors, internists, do not take the time to study the the actual research. Um, And to bring it home even more to the United States, a professor of neurology at Penn State College of Medicine in Pennsylvania said, quote, if we blanket prescribe statins to people we could be creating a huge population of people with neurological problems. Does Mother Nature create cholesterol for a reason? I think doctors are over-enamored with statins, and I think think it is a cure-all. But the body is not just for the heart. It is also for the brain. It is potentially harmful for these drugs to be given out so widely and randomly, end quote. So let's keep that in, in mind. Uh, when, we, when we take drugs, especially statin drugs, they're overly prescribed. $28.4 billion just in Crestor alone and hundreds of billions in disease and diabetes and cataracts and all the other side effects we talked about over the weeks. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you've been listening to Dr. Ron on on, uh, Rejuvenations Health Radio. Uh, I hope I brought you some information you could use, backed it up with some uh, research numbers, and just remember your body was designed to heal itself. Our immune system exists to protect us from all kinds of imbalances and illnesses. However, our immune system can get out of balance and disturb with the stresses of our modern world. That includes the stress of living, the stress of an unhealthy diet. Uh, so we have to take a breath, take a deep breath, uh, be thankful for what we have, have an attitude of gratitude. <coughs> And uh, remember, make somebody laugh, do something good every day. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron, we're going to uh, close the show a little bit early today because there's some things going on, Uh, but we'll be back next week. We'll talk about uh, some about vitamin D again, Uh, maybe artificial sweeteners, and whatever the, the topic of the day, whatever is hot in the medical news, so I can maybe give you a different insight into how you should look at this, at what you're reading, uh, because uh, we're definitely not given all the facts on the uh, by the mainstream media. So with an attitude of gratitude, thank you for making 
time with Dr. Rod, the number one listened to uh, health radio station here in Florida. I appreciate everything you've done. I would like to get to that 50,000 mark. So if you, your neighbors or friends or whatever, give them the phone number, uh, 347-989-8899, 347-989-8899, or tell them to go to Block Talk Radio and just type in the search engine, Dr. Ron, it'll get you to the show. We're here every Tuesday at 4 o'clock. And we may have a second uh, day at it. We'll see what happens. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This is Dr. Ron. We'll, we'll see you next week. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio. Here on blogtalkradio.com. See you next week. Ciao.